one of the tensions that I noticed and sort of when you think about culture more broadly, uh, it's sort of always looming in the background is the fact that these works of art throughout history have been financed because wealth was created and there was an ability for folks to indulge in the arts and sort of spend into the splendor of these various civilizations. Yet so frequently when you look at the intelligentsia in general and artists in particular, they have such a leftist worldview. So how do you sort of <laughs> how do you sort of tie that to the idea that freedom and prosperity and art go hand in hand, yet the artists who themselves are pure entrepreneurs in reality typically have a worldview so anathema to the system in which they live and create? Well, I actually blame Michelangelo for all of this. Um, it's it's really his fault, and I don't think he did it on purpose. But he really pioneered the notion of the artist as the independent creator, and it's in many ways ironic because Michelangelo, at the same time, was a committed patriot. He was a d- just devout proponent of the Florentine Republic, and I don't think he would have have done what he did with the intent of divorcing artists from participation in free systems uh, in a way that we would consider to be salutary. But uh, that's sort of been the effect. And what's maybe the most interesting case study is Picasso because he's the the last chapter, he's the 10th chapter, and uh, he painted the great Granica in the late 1930s to protest against the, the dramatic Nazi and Franco combined bombing of the Basque town, uh, a terrible slaughter of civilians, which was sort of a test run for the Luftwaffe. But because of advances in communications, rather than just sort of being buried, the event was telegraphed around the world within hours with pictures. So everybody saw the slaughter and the destruction. And Picasso, who was in Paris at the time and had been commissioned by the exiled Republic of Spain to do a a major mural for their World Fair pavilion and had been struggling with it, said, I have my subject. He said, I'm not generally a political artist, but I want to do this. And he paints the great protest picture, this massive black and white fractured image of destruction. And what's so ironic in Picasso's case is he could see the existential threat of the Nazis. He understood they weren't just trying to take over one state, they were trying to extinguish liberty. But he couldn't see it with the Soviets, he couldn't see it with communism, or he wouldn't see it. Um, And so while on the one hand he was able to embody the resistance to one existential threat of the 20th century, on the other he he couldn't see the other. 